Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco, and I am joined, as always, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. We're just bracing ourselves for a Siberian blast of Arctic air. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> it's coming, I think, Wednesday into Nebraska, and it is going to be relentless. Well, it's going to be vicious uh, and uh, not looking for, I, you know, you dream of a white Christmas maybe, but not uh, a, uh, you know, a, uh, a, a blizzard a, Christmas, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Siberian Christmas. Exactly. That's not a song. <laughs> uh, but luckily, you guys are going to be out here on Tuesday. So yeah, yeah. We'll, next That's episode, we'll, we'll have to record together. So that'll be fun. You got um, it. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we got uh, some, some volleyball stuff to talk over. Not Nebraska, but it was in Omaha. So it uh, kind of pertains to Nebraska somewhat. But um, And then also Husker women's basketball we wanted to touch on real quick. We'll start with volleyball. Uh, the national championship did happen, uh, few, I believe, Thursday. Uh, Thursday and last week. night, yeah. Right, correct. Um, and, and so semifinals were Thursday, and then last night was the uh, championship. And uh, Louisville beat Texas – or sorry, sorry, uh, Texas beat San Diego in the first right. semifinal game, and Louisville beat Pittsburgh in the second semifinal game. So things are going well from what we were talking about with who Nebraska's, Nebraskans will be cheering for in Louisville. Uh, Louisville's first ACC team to make it to the national championship game uh, in volleyball. And they end up getting swept by Texas uh, in, in that game. And um, what, do you, what do you have to say about this, Grab? I don't know if we need to talk too much about it since it's not Nebraska-specific, but I get what you're just putting in there for. I guess the surprise, if, if you and I had to – you know, like mid-season, say who is going to be in the final four. I would, I'd say Texas would be one of them. I thought Wisconsin, you know, an outside chance, a long shot that Nebraska might be there. It was before Kenzie Knuckles uh, was out for the year. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I didn't see San Diego and I didn't see Louisville. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't see Pittsburgh in there. Texas, I'm not surprised. And they, they just have the, the uh, the most talent the the thing that was a little bit I don't know I mean I you know players have to do what they have to do but but uh, two of the players playing for Texas uh, were playing for Nebraska last year uh, Kayla Caffey was a middle blocker and then Kiana Leakana and, and Akana um, she you know both of them as I said were playing for Nebraska last year and both of them transferred to uh, to Texas. And Akana made the last uh, point of the game. She had an ace serve yep. and that ended the, you know, I mean, there was a little bit of, I think uh, Louisville had a couple of match point or not match, but set points and they couldn't, they just couldn't score it. And it was, had they won that, I think uh, Texas would have, you know, roared back and killed them. So I, yeah. you know, uh, Danny Buzzboom is, uh, is a native Nebraskan. And I'm, I know that she had a lot of fans because of her Husker ties. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, uh, I'm not surprised that Texas won, but I, I, I'm surprised that Wisconsin and maybe Stanford too uh, weren't in there. I, that, that was yeah. how about you? Do you were you kind of surprised with that? Yeah, I mean, I was the most surprised by Wisconsin because I, I just had been following so after Nebraska got knocked out, I was like not really checking scores or anything like that as much, not not seeing what was happening. And really, to be honest, during this entire tournament, I was just really tracking Nebraska. I looked at the bracket a few times, but um 
when I was just looking at ESPN one day and I scroll, I was just scrolling through the app and it was like, Oh, NCAA volleyball regionals. And it had uh, Pittsburgh upsets, Wisconsin. And I was like, okay, yeah. I got to see what happened here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, you, you have a bad game in the tournament like Nebraska did against Oregon where you don't win those sets you need to, and you're going to get knocked out. And I think that's what happened to Wisconsin. Yeah. That, that Wisconsin team was good. Like I was, I was fully expecting going to that tournament. You go back one or two episodes, uh, maybe, maybe three, but uh, going into that tournament, I was expecting Wisconsin and Nebraska to meet in that, from that side of the bracket in that semifinal. And uh, they both choked against teams that were not as good as they were. Uh, yeah. and, and they definitely should have beaten. Um, but that's that's the uh, beauty and and pain of a single elimination tournament like uh, the the volleyball national championships, like March Madness, like that kind of stuff. That's why we love that stuff because you get the drama, you get the it only takes one like a bad point in some of these games in order yeah. to and you end up losing the entire thing and it's a huge upset. So um, yeah, I didn't uh, for San Diego. I don't really know too much about them. I they're not good at anything else besides volleyball, but it does make sense that they're good at volleyball. California seems to be pretty dang good at volleyball uh, just to begin with, with like high school, uh, if high school, high school and up through, through college. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't know that one. I accepted more, but I don't know what seed they were going into that. So uh, anyway, yeah, kind of, kind of frustrating that, I mean, I, I, I agree with what you were saying, grandpa, about the, former Husker volleyball players that transferred and now won a national championship. It's like, how much of that did you really earn versus how much of that did you just like, Oh, this team's probably have a shot at national championship. I'm going to transfer there because I'm not playing well at Nebraska. I don't like Nebraska. Again, I totally agree with you. They have the option to do whatever they want. I totally get that. Uh, That's, that's their decision. I'm not upset with that, but um, it, it feels a little bit cheap, but if the situation were reversed and some people transferred into Nebraska and helped us win a national championship, I probably wouldn't be complaining. So uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say anything, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, let's, let's move on to women's basketball real quick. You, you brought this up to me before recording, but uh, yeah, I was watching that this afternoon. Uh, the uh, Husker women play hosted uh, Wyoming and uh, Wyoming has a really good player there. She's from Omaha West side from where your mom went to high school and but the thing I wanted to make since we were talking about volleyball is Maggie Mendelson, who is the top five uh, uh, player for basketball and volleyball this past year. She comes to Nebraska to play both sports. She she just finished her her first uh, uh, you know year as a, as a volleyball player. Now she's uh, you know switching over to basketball. That that's you got to. I mean, that's really something because you, yeah. the, the, the torture that you have to go through to prepare for a volleyball season. And then, uh, so I saw her get her first points and her first rebound. And uh, she's a, she's a smart player and uh, uh, it's going to probably take her a while to get her basketball legs uh, back on, but it's going to be exciting to, again, Maggie Mendelson, you got to watch her. She's going to be a great one. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be watching. We'll, we'll be keeping tabs on both the men's and women's teams. Uh, the men's team lost last night, I believe, to K State. Yeah, uh, by five or six, or maybe I had that wrong. I don't. It might have been by more. Uh, anyway, but they've kind of gone downhill after the big Creighton win, and that Creighton win's looking less impressive as Creighton season goes on. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> you know, we can talk about that another time. Maybe we'll touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to bring up before we move on uh, that I saw that you didn't put in here, but. Uh, Donovan Riola, sorry, what is it, Dominic? What, or no, Dylan, sorry, Dylan, Dylan. Riola uh, has decommitted to a lot. He's decommitted to Ohio State. 
he's decommitted to a lot of these schools um, that we that both you and I thought, Grandpa, were going to beat Nebraska out to this kid. He's now decommitting from them. What do you think that means in context with Nebraska hiring a new coach? Do you think he's reconsidering Nebraska, or do you think he's just not committed to these places? I mean, I, I don't have a list in front of me of all the places he did decommit from. I did see he decommitted from Ohio State, which was one of the – two or three that beat Nebraska out. And I think he decommitted from USC or whoever else he was, or sorry, sorry. You can only be committed to one school. Uh, I don't know why I was saying that, uh, but yeah, he decommitted from Ohio state. So where does this put Nebraska in terms of Dylan Raiola? What do you think this means? You know, I think you, we can read way too much into that. Uh, it could be that uh, he reconsiders uh, the Huskers and his uncle is the offensive line coach there. Uh, Donovan for the Huskers. Um, I, I think it's way too. He's a he's a 24 signee, so he has he has another year to to go before he has to really, you know, show his hand. You know, if he goes to uh, Southern California, which would be a great place for him to go, probably. I mean, I'd love to see him at Nebraska, but because uh, uh, Williams is Caleb Williams is probably going to be in the NFL. I mean, he got injured toward the end of the football season, and I don't know the extent of his injury, but you know, or maybe he goes, maybe that doesn't make any difference. Maybe he just goes there and redshirt for the, you know, his first year. And then he takes over in that program. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I selfishly, obviously I want the kid to come to Nebraska, but yeah, so, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's, I get bottom line. It's just way too early to, to be able to, you know, say what is or what isn't going to happen. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And speaking of the Royola family, we had a few more coaching appointments, which we'll talk about at some point. Uh, but just want to touch on this real quick. How surprised were you to learn that Donovan Raiola was, uh, sorry, Dominic Raiola? It was Donovan. Staying on as, Donovan, Donovan. Okay. Yeah. Was staying on as the O-line coach. Uh, I think After if you all were, that happened. Yeah, I think if you were to survey uh, 100 Husker fans and ask them of the existing staff, who, you know, what coach do you think would be most likely to be retained? And I think, Donovan's probably Donovan's name would probably be at or near the bottom. There may be a couple other ones that uh, would, you know, be under him, but yeah, I, no, I didn't see that one. And uh, I, I'm just some somewhat short of being shocked, I guess. Yeah. Probably be. How about you? Yeah, no, I'm with you too. That's why, that's why I asked. That's just, I remember that when we were talking about Dylan, but uh, I, I mean, when I saw that, I was like, I, Rule's got to have some major plan with that. He talked about, in his press conference, Rule talked about the offensive line and how he wanted to build an offensive line that's like good and strong is going to help Nebraska run the ball well. Right. I, I don't think Donovan Raiola is the guy to do that. I mean, based on what happened this last year, you have all this talent. We're going to talk about uh, some of the transfer players from this past season to kind of review. Uh, you had two guys transfer in for the O-line. You didn't even start one of them who had experience against these Pac-12 teams, barely got playing time. Uh, and then, I mean, it, it really, they're just, I, the amount of times Casey Thompson was under pressure, you and I brought this up multiple times through the season, when Casey has like three seconds, which isn't that much to ask for, for an offensive line in college, he can make really good plays. And that's when he has those 75-yard touchdown passes to Trey Palmer. And that's when those explosive plays come. But he's giving him like, one and a half, two seconds, and a guy's in his face already. I don't understand what Rule's seeing. Um, I hope he's seeing something. 
because uh, I don't want to be super critical because I don't know what is going on behind the scenes there, obviously. But, I mean, I hope he's seeing way more than what we're seeing because, to me, this is a stupid hire on Rule's part. Why would you keep him? He's, he's clearly been terrible. He's been terrible. How does I feel? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. He's It was uh, atrocious off of the line. I don't there, – this seems inexcusable to me, but – I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. But if the offensive <laughs> line's not better next year, you better get him the heck out of there because he's yeah, not yeah. helping you. Well, uh, but yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt's been no. This isn't his first rodeo. He's he's uh, exactly. That's why. That's why I'm not being super ponies. critical about it. Yeah. So um, we'll just have to uh, have to see what happens. I, I nobody knows for sure. Probably. I mean, I, I'm sure. You know, I don't know. And or maybe maybe. Uh, Maybe Matt knows Donovan from the NFL uh, and respects what the what he did there. Um, Maybe, and Maybe. probably the philosophy is there has to be some something to attract. You know, Matt can get anybody, not anybody, but virtually anybody he he wants to play in, in that uh, in that role as O line uh, coach. Uh, so, well, I'll, I'll give, I'll give Matt the benefit of the doubt, but I, yeah, I'm, me too. I'm just me too. kind of shocked as, as you are and, and probably 98% of the other Husker fans. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, let's move on to, to the, uh, main subject today here. Uh, I kind of came, brought this up to you, so I'll, I'll kind of introduce it here. Um, basically my thought was, there were so many transfer player transfer portal players that Nebraska bought in. I, I think we had 14 in total. Uh, yeah. We're going to go through the majority of them uh, and, and kind of just talk about how their season went, how to impacted Nebraska. Um, it, because the transfer portal, like it clearly has a huge effect. Now we're seeing this now as off season stuff is starting huge transfer portal, like DJ Oyungle is transferring from Clemson. You're getting all these quarterback, huge names in the portal that are not happy with where they were that are leaving there and places that need quarterbacks. Uh, and, and it's just being a whole nother recruiting thing. Uh, luckily we're not seeing too much of the NIL conflict with that, at least that we're seeing outside. Uh, we, I don't know what's going on inside some of those programs, but uh, I know a lot of concerns for people was that they were com- going to combine NIL and uh, the transfer portal and just be like, here, come to our school. We can get you a huge NIL deal for a bunch of money. We're not seeing that yet, but these players have not entered these schools yet and haven't been had really had time to make these deals. So we'll see what happens next season. But anyway, uh, yeah, let's just start at the top of the list here. Uh, O'Shawn Mathis transferred in from TCU beginning of the season. Uh, he started in two games, which on defense, you start with different packages. So that might not seem great. Uh, but I mean, it, it's still not super great for a transfer, but he had a major impact, I think, at least. Five tackles for a loss, 50 tackles in total, and three and a half sacks. Um, he's going on uh, to the NFL, um, which I think is a good move for him. And, uh, yeah, well, I'll start with you on this one, Grandpa. How do you think he? How do you think he, his skills translated to Nebraska this year? How do you I think, think he came on toward the end of the year, and I think he's hoping to ride that to get some interest in the NFL. I don't see him as a high draft pick. Um, uh, I, I could be wrong, but I, I think he came in. We were all excited that this guy was going to be the second coming of Grant Wistrom or Jared Tomich or, or even uh, Trev Alberts, um, and, and he uh, hasn't panned out uh, it, to that extent. Um, so I wish him well. You know, if he, he probably would have done better staying on for another year, but – who knows? Who knows? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, these players are, as we've talked about, they're talking to agents, all that kind of stuff. So, I, I, but I'm with you. I don't see him getting drafted like in the actual rounds of the draft. He might get signed as a free agent. I don't know Could if be. he just wants to be, just wants to try to cash in now. I don't know uh, what his life situation is like. But anyway, um, yeah, I thought, I, I agree with you. I think back half of the season, uh, he played much, much better. He had a huge impact in uh, not the Iowa game. I'm trying to remember specifically, uh, but he, there was one game where he just was like, I was like, okay, this is his like break. Yeah. I think it might've been Rutgers or Indiana or one of those two. I think it was Rutgers. Um, I, I don't remember specifically anyway, uh, but he's, he's played super great back half of the season. And as you said, I think he's trying to ride that wave. And I don't, I don't know if he's assuming the NFL scouts are kind of stupid and they're not watching him the entire season, but I mean, he's clearly improved and, uh, I don't know if he, if he would have stayed at TCU, he might be playing in a playoff game. So I don't know how mad he is about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I I think he he made the he made the right decision. He playing against Big Ten offensive lines is much different than playing against Big Twelve offensive lines, and we've seen that uh, this year, especially especially in the Big Ten West. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I have on him. I think he played really well. Uh, what so do you think of uh, Tommy Hill? Tommy Hill. So. Tommy Hill was one that we kind of talked about coming from ASU. Uh, I kind of forgot he was a freshman until the first game of the season uh, when he wasn't playing great. He start, he started at uh, cornerback and then switched to wide receiver and returner. Uh, he had – he didn't – I don't think he ever ran a route for Nebraska as a wide receiver. I don't believe he's been returning kicks, and he is pretty fa- – he's, he's fast. So uh, that's an asset we can definitely use next year because he's going to be returning because he's a sophomore. And uh, he, he had 12 kick returns for 221 yards and that's in the back half of the season too. So that's not like the entire season. He didn't right. play. Uh, he didn't start returning kicks until game eight, maybe of the season. Uh, so I, I don't, I, I mean, I'm excited for him next year. He could be sort of DeMornay personnel esque. Obviously no one's going to be as good as DeMornay was. Uh, I, he could get close, I think, but uh, I, I don't know. He could be a, he could be a asset that we could have next year for kick returns and someone that they have to watch out for uh, for sure. But uh, what, what are your thoughts on him grandpa? Yeah, I, uh, it's kind of difficult in midseason to switch positions. And, uh, and he, I think he likes being the returner, you know. And yeah, it seems like 221 it. yards doesn't sound like it's, it's a whole lot. But when you have probably minus yardage for the past several years in that, yeah, <laughs> you know, so, that's true. That's true. Um, my guy or your guy, actually, Trey Palmer, uh, is going to enter the NFL draft. Not a surprise there. Um, yeah. Glad that, I mean, he was, if you had to pick probably the, you know, the two players, well, I don't know, uh, got a couple of kickers, but uh, two offensive players uh, that lived up, more than lived up to their billing coming in as, as uh, transfers would be Trey and probably Casey Thompson. So Palmer, all he did when he came, it was, it was almost like and they were the same number, but uh, yeah. uh, what's his face out of uh, uh, Samari Torre. Right. Out of Montana. Uh, so, and then uh, Samari last year, I think was a, just a tad under a thousand yards receiving for the, for the season. I think he was 898. I think that's, yeah, that sounds about right. right. Or nine, nine, uh, something. It was pretty close from what I remember, but yeah. So Trey comes along, and as long as Nebraska's been playing football, which is 130-some years, something like that, yeah, um, that he bring, breaks the single game, uh, or excuse me, the single season 
reception record for Nebraska with 1,043 yards. You would have thought maybe under Bill Callahan that would have, you know, he would have had, uh, uh, you know, somebody in, in there would, would hold that record. But yeah, it was really nice. And, of course, if you talk about Trey, who's uh, transferred from LSU, uh, you got to talk about Casey Thompson. And so – uh, and then you look at the, I think it was a Purdue game that uh, the Trey had 237 receiving yards, which was another yep. record. So yeah, bingo, a great, great player. I, I, I'm, I think he's making the right move by entering the NFL draft. Definitely. Me too. I, he's, he's probably the one who's out of all the Husker players who have declared for the draft already. Uh, he is probably going to be drafted the highest out of all of them by far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a huge testament to, to him and how much work he's put in. And um, I mean, we, we heard Mickey talk a little bit about him at that pre at that golf scramble back in August, uh, just about how much he's been working. Cause he, he opened up a four to questions and someone started asking about uh, Paul, Trey Palmer. And, uh, and he was just talking about how much he works. He stays after practice, runs routes with Casey and tries to build that chemistry that they were trying to, uh, to, to build there because they're coming from different schools and they haven't had, that much time together really to just run routes and know each other's stuff. And I think, uh, I think week through week three or four, but the week before uh, the Indiana game, uh, I think week four, uh, or it would be game four, I guess not week four because Nebraska played first game week zero and it screws up my head because I can't do math that way. Uh, but I was kind of down on Trey Palmer and I was more up on the Marcus Washington connection with Casey mm -hmm. Thompson, both coming mm -hmm. from Texas. Um, and I'm sure if you go back to those episodes, you would definitely hear me talk about that. And uh, I think that um, after that Indiana game, it kind of clicked for uh, Trey and Casey. And, and then you saw it again in the Rutgers game. It, it was there. Uh, and then it had just exploded in the Purdue game that next week. And it just was, it was really amazing to watch. It was, it was probably some of the most fun football I've seen Nebraska play in a long time when, when those two were hooking up and, uh, and they were in sync for the, for the game. It just was a lot of fun to watch. And that Iowa game kind of sealed it for me of just, that's probably my favorite wide receiver QB uh, combo, uh, or I should say tandem uh, from my years of watching Husker football. I, I'm sure you have a different opinion than me, grandpa, but uh, yeah, it, Really, really good for him to be entering the draft. And then you're talking about Casey. Uh, he has not declared for the draft yet. He said after the Iowa game, he would declare, he would, he would talk about it in the next few weeks. And he still hasn't said anything. So that's a pretty good sign that he's going to be staying again for Nebraska for another year. Um, but I'm not sure I mean, what, what are his options? He has to have surgery. He's not going to go into the NFL draft. I doubt it. He wouldn't right. enter the transfer portal, you know, pending his surgery. Uh, right. so he is a junior, though. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, I, I didn't know if that's what if you thought he was a senior or something. No, um, no, it's I, I yeah. Think, uh, I mean, his I think it's really his only option is to stay in Nebraska, which is great. I'm I'm glad when you get your star quarterback forced to return. Uh, yeah, even though, I think he, I think he's a senior. I think I I wrote no, that. No, he's down a fourth. His, he's a fourth year junior. He's a fourth yeah. year junior. I, yeah, I, yeah, I wrote a I wrote a uh, article about it this week, um, and just to kind of go through the steps of what would happen if Casey did leave and why, yeah. what, what would be the advantages. Uh, but I don't think he's going to leave based, based on what I he said after so the either. Iowa game. Uh, and yeah. with the surgery, most people that have surgery right after the season and the amount he he'll be fine for next year. Like we don't have to worry about that, yeah. but he would not be, he wouldn't be able to go to the combine. 
I, right. he, if he, he might, but he wouldn't perform super great at the combine. I think he knows that. Uh, and he's not that high on the draft board because I mean, you had, he threw for 200, 2,407 yards, 63% completion, which is for NFL standards, not great. Most of those guys have over 70%, uh, and 17 touchdowns rushed for five. Uh, and I think he had 10 interceptions as well. So yeah. that's not going to bode super well for you. Just stat line wise. Right. And he played right. fine. Uh, as I was talking about, when we we're talking about Donovan Raiola. Uh, a lot of that is to blame was on the offensive line and him not having enough time, but in the NFL, you're going to have to make it work. Uh, and those guys are better. I mean, on both offensive line and defensive line, but if you're get in a problem, they need to know that you can, that you don't need time every single time that you can create some stuff out of nothing kind of, uh, that, that definitely helps your draft stock. And, uh, I was looking at lists of draft order, like QB draft order. He's yeah. ranked like number 40 in the entire draft. If yeah. you were to even enter, uh, and he's below some like group of five quarterbacks that are better than that are projected higher than he is. Uh, yeah. so I mean, it's not, I think he's doing the right, he's, he's doing the right thing by not, uh, announcing anything. And I, I mean, he, I think he really should announce that he's staying at Nebraska if that's what he's doing. I don't see a reason for him to enter the NFL draft, but, um, who knows? I, I just hope that he, there's a little, there's like, I'm 99% sure he's staying, but there's that little 1% that I wish you just wipe away and just be like, Hey, I'm staying at Nebraska. It takes like five seconds. Just do it on social media or something. Come on, Casey. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, let's, let's move on. Uh, Marcus Washington. We talked about him a little bit. Um, he started in 10 games for Nebraska, 31 passes, 471 yards. So not nearly as prolific as Trey Palmer, but uh, I believe he was our second leading pass catcher. If I'm, I think if I'm he was. Yeah. Um, so what do you, what are your thoughts on him from this past season here? Grandpa? Yeah. I think if, if one of the things that might keep Casey there would be, this is his former teammate at Texas would, because if Marcus stays on, I would, I think that would be a good, you know, reason for, for Casey to stay on. Uh, I mean, you just don't know in this day and age of the transfer portal because people are just, uh, it's just, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I think that would be a plus. Um, Devin drew, he was a, he was a kid who came in uh, in, in August. So he was kind of in, in middle of uh, fall camp and he ended up having 14 total tackles. Not, not great. Uh, he no, transferred I remember there was TCU. a little, we talked about him a little bit. There was a little bit of hype from him coming. I think you have him coming from TCU here. I think he came from Texas tech. Uh, if I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was from Texas tech, but uh, anyway, the, um, I mean, he didn't really play super great. There wasn't a lot of impact. Uh, a guy you don't have on here is Stephen Wynn. We can, we can touch on him a little bit. Oh, yeah. 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 Great I from Alabama. Uh, and I mean, both those guys are pretty comparable in my mind because they both were, we're like, oh, we get this Alabama guy that comes, but I mean, it, it was it was fine. It wasn't great, but uh, it, it it couldn't. I'm not. There wasn't a point in the season where I was watching and being like, wow, these this guy's just getting blown up. Who is that? And then it's Devin Drew or Stephen. It wasn't that. They were solid. Uh, they just didn't have an overwhelming impact like Oshawn Mathis did towards the end of the season. So uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Devin Drew was Texas Tech, as you said. I don't know. I just I I did a typo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, I I get that. I mean, both Big Twelve, both Texas. So yeah, um, we can touch real quick on Isaiah uh, Garcia yeah. Castaneda. Kind of a weird thing, a weird weird situation. Yeah, he had first touchdown of this new Husker legacy that we're like 
30-something, 40-something-odd-yard strike uh, from, from Casey Thompson against Northwestern. Like, all right, here we go. This is the Nebraska offense. We're yeah. looking to come down scoring two and a half, one and a half minutes, two minutes, and uh, then it goes all to poop uh, in the rest of the season, if I, if I may be so frank. Um, and then he decides to declare for the transfer portal in October. So clearly there was something where they were like, okay, uh, I don't, I don't know if you're going to be playing too much anymore. And he was like, all right, I'm out of here. Uh, so I, I mean, he's a good receiver. Uh, I don't, I know that I've never, I, I mean, to be fair, we haven't had the transfer portal for that long, but uh, I don't, I've heard of no other player just been like, start the first game of the season, <laughs> get the fir- the team's first touchdown. And then not even halfway through the season, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like okay yeah, all right it, buddy uh but whatever school hands up transferring crazy. to is going to get a pretty solid wide receiver i i imagine it'd be a group of five school um just just based off that he didn't make it at nebraska which is at the lowest levels of power five at the moment uh so uh i don't know but um yeah weird situation as you said uh let's touch on i guess we can kind of group these guys together but uh all the special teams transfers. We got Brian Buscini coming from Montana, Timmy Bleakroad coming from Furman, uh, Brendan Frankie coming from Morningside College, who he also transferred out now at the end of the season. Right. Um, is that is, is that kind of surprise? I'm surprised at that because he was he was successful. He he wanted to play for Nebraska. He, he was up in Morningside in Sioux City, Iowa. He gets a chance to play for Nebraska, and then he leaves after you know a successful season. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I think it's because he kind of got relegated to kickoff duty and I don't know if that's ever kicker's favorite. I, I think we talked about this a little bit, maybe one or two yeah. weeks ago, uh, but kind of like, I, I get that. I get that. He wants to place kick as well and do kickoffs. Um, so if he, if he wants to go do that somewhere else, I'm totally fine with that. And also I wonder how much uh, the recruitment of the the kid from Westside, I forget what his name was. Uh, that, that just Tristan Obano. Right, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, that, that um, got a they got a scholarship in the 2023 yep. recruiting class. Yep. Who's probably gonna, yep. who's going to be coming to Nebraska? Um, I wonder how that's going to impact Timmy Bleakroad because Timmy Bleakroad's only a sophomore, so right. this kid's coming in only one year behind him. I don't want. I mean, Timmy Bleakroad's good. I want this kid to start next year. <laughs> <laughs> this kid is insane. We talked about him a few weeks yeah. ago after after yeah. the after the West Side uh, Class A state championship game, but. As much as I like Timmy Bleakroad, this kid's going to be hitting dingers for for Nebraska, and uh, he can he can hit it from anywhere as a freshman. So if I'm Timmy Bleakroad, I would not be surprised, in my opinion, uh, if after this kid officially is coming to Nebraska, that Timmy Bleakroad was like, okay, I waited through the first transfer window. I'm going to get out in the second one, try to go somewhere and kick. Or I don't know what they're telling him if they're going to say, all right, here, you're going to stay. If you want to leave after your junior year, go ahead. You can kick for us next year. You already got that locked up, but this freshman kid is going to come in and you're going to like mentor him and then you can leave or do whatever you want. Uh, I don't know what they've said to him about this, but if I'm Timmy Bleakroad, I'm watching this kid kick 53 yard field goals in high school on college <laughs> fields. And I'm like, uh, I might want to leave here pretty soon <laughs> and try and see if I can find some job safety. Somewhere no else. kidding. Jeez, yeah. Geez. Yeah. And that's, uh, I, I guess one more special teams with, uh, chase contrast or con- how do you, yeah, contrast contrast, um, as a kicker, he trans he transferred from Iowa West. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Iowa IWCC. Western community college. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is a JUCO school. Uh, he did not play this year. He entered the transfer portal. I get that one. You already stacked a kicker, and you're bringing in Kevin yeah, Alvano. Right, so right, right. Uh, it, that, that makes a lot of sense. But uh, 
who out of those guys that are out of Timmy Bleakroad and Brian Buscini, who are you most excited to see next year? Who do you think has the biggest, who you think had the biggest impact on Nebraska special teams turnaround uh, this, this season, grandpa? Probably Bill Bush. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Nebraska went from 129th out of, I believe 130 teams and they ended up 79th. I mean, 79th is still not terrific, but yeah, but better than, better than 129th. So I got a, and then Bill Bush wasn't in that role very long. He uh, got moved to defensive coordinator when I thought he did an admirable job there considering, you know, all the turmoil was going on, but yeah, Bushini is just Mr. Reliable. It's it's lovely to see a a punter you can rely on. And, and Timmy bleak road was a heck of a place kicker. Um, but I think that the, you know, the Tristan, uh, Avante or uh, Avano is, is, uh, is going to be a tough competition. He's does Tristan have a bunch to learn? Obviously. Yes, he does. But, but, you know, kicking, it isn't like playing quarterback or defensive tackle or whatever you get the ball, you kick ball, get scholarship. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if you got the, the, the deep snapper and you got a holder, uh, which he had at West side uh, and the kid has ice water in his veins. He doesn't, he doesn't care what the, what the, you know, he's, he's, he, he loves being in, in a pressure situation and he was just dynamite. So uh, he has a chance to be one of the best. Uh, and there've been some really great uh, place kickers. Alex Henry came from, uh, from Omaha, Burke high, and mm-hmm. he was going to go to Creighton and play soccer. And then he ended up, I think he, I think he, wow, oh, shoot. He had a scholarship to play for Creighton um, uh, soccer. And then I asked him, I said, well, so why'd you come to the Brad? Well, he, he, it was turned out to be less expensive for him to walk on at Nebraska as a, as a kicker punter. He was, a, he was a punter and a, and a place kicker than it was to get a partial scholarship and go to Creighton. So wow. <laughs> yeah, because Creighton right. is pretty pricey. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it is. That is. But, but I don't I'm, I'm just be... I'm just gonna say I'm just really excited to watch uh, Tristan play. I think it's gonna be gonna be incredible. I don't know if he uh, I don't know what happens to 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 Timmy uh Bleak yeah. Road. I, I mean I I I it might be that he just mentors him for a year and then Timmy's in the NFL or whatever. I don't know. We'll see what yeah. happens. I think we're going to be the only uh, football podcast talking about a place kicker battle in training camp next spring. Uh, <laughs> just seeing what he's going to be doing. So everyone else is like, oh, who's going to be a starting quarterback? We're like, who's going to be yeah. our place kicker? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll definitely be tracking that. Uh, one thing we should touch on real quick before we end here, we're running out of time. But uh, I think one that we kind of looked over here is Anthony Grant. Um, well, who, he was a I JUCO mean, transfer, not a not transfer portal. Oh, right. Still, but I, I kind of incorporate him in that same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he started off really hot and then died down really quickly. I feel like that's a pretty concise uh, – and I think a lot has to do offensive line again. Um, so that's, that's pretty concise about Anthony Grant. I don't know if you have anything else to add about that, Grandpa. No, I uh, – we was in – didn't keep him uh, or include him in this list because he was a JUCO transfer, but yeah, I'm anxious to see Anthony and then JJ Allen coming back. Hopefully. Exactly. AJ Allen. Yeah. Uh, yeah he should be exciting as well. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, 
that is all I have. Anything you want to add about any of these transfer portals? No, I think next time we probably, since this, the pre uh, or the early signing date is Wednesday, the 21st coming up yeah. this week, um, we should talk about that at our next podcast. Definitely. Uh, when you are over. in Fort Collins with me, we'll have uh, maybe a little bit of long, with no time constraints because we're not recording over Zoom. <laughs> right. But yeah, that should be fun. We'll, we'll, we'll go over the... Uh, recruiting class. I mean, basically the early signing day said it a few times is basically the signing day now uh, just because of how off it just is. You got to get commitment in now that it's still the national signing day still is later. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about who's coming to Nebraska for sure. And, and kind of what, what they bring and what we're excited for and uh, maybe touch on some new coaching news, touch on uh, some of the new coaching hires. If there's, if there's any that we haven't touched on yet, I, I know there's a few, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely fill in that next week. Uh Make sure download, uh, show all your friends, tell your enemies, uh, <laughs> tell everyone about tell everyone about the podcast. Uh, the only way this is spreading right now is word of mouth. So uh, we we challenge you guys to spread this one, and just uh, it helps us out. It will help you guys out. We big, build a better community here with with the uh, how about them Husker. We we start calling you guys the Scarlet and Cream, maybe. Uh, we'll we'll get it figured out. But uh, I'm gonna try to get f- Twitter figured out this week. Uh, it is winter break. I forgot to mention that at the top. But um, so I got a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> so we can figure out Twitter and YouTube and try to get this figured out. How we can get this to more of you guys, and uh, you might be able to see what we actually look like. You can see that I am actually the 75 year old, and Grandpa is actually <laughs> the 16 year old. <laughs> we will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week, and as always, go Big Red. <laughs>